You're listening to a Good World Podcast. Presented by Good Organics. With your hosts, Garrett McMartin and Gary Beasley. Where we talk about good news. The kind that you want to hear. Sustainability. Small changes that protect our world. And the mind, body, and soul. Pretty much anything that we believe leads to a better future and a good world for everyone. Okay, hey everybody, it's uh, Gary here. Um, we got a special guest here, Jay Cowan. Um, he is the owner and consultant of Functional U. Um, say hi, Jay. Hey, everybody. Yeah, like, um, we're super excited to have you on today. We're just wondering um, more about what you're doing, what you're trying to achieve. I know you're exploring a lot of like natural holistic approach, something that's very interesting to us. Um, I know there's a few other things that we'd like to talk to you about. Um, some of your businesses and the, the supplements and stuff, but mostly we want to focus on how we can help people, how we can, uh, share knowledge and and just try to shine light on uh, possible better ways to you know nourish ourselves mind body and soul sure sounds good yeah so how how do you go about um, like gaining clients and how do you go about helping them achieve a optimal state of health uh, how do I go about getting clients um personally I would love to get clients who are um, looking for prevention. Uh, prevention is the hardest thing in the world to sell, though. Nobody thinks they're going to get it till they get it, and then they're banging down my door. So um, that th- th- this is for me. This is the big uh, the big hurdle that I try to get over, um, and I try to live my life accordingly. You know, the uh, I try to tell people that uh, if you live your life hard, you'll probably die easy. Okay. <laughs> make, make a little bit of effort, but if you take that easy road down through your life, you're going to live that last 10 years in sickness. I promise you. Right. Yeah. I, I think it's a lot more complex than sometimes we're led to believe. Um, it's definitely a path that I feel you could never know enough. in. I feel that's constantly learning and trying to understand uh, more importantly, how your body works, because I feel from person to person, it would be quite varied, correct? Well, that's, you know, and this is what I do. I do personalized health care, and there's a reason that's personalized, you know. Um, there was a study that came out a few years ago that said every single drug that is on the market works differently in 97% of people. <laughs> okay, but yet we give the same drug for basically the same problem. It doesn't make any sense. Okay, so... Uh, you know, just like I try to tell clients who come in and see me, they go, Hey, I just want to lose some weight. I want to get in better shape. I want a big chest or I want killer abs. Well, you know, genetics might say that you just aren't going to get a big chest. I'm one of those people, you know, it doesn't matter how much I work out. I'm just never going to get a big chest. I'm an ab guy that, but, uh, you know, that that's not what everybody is. I mean, we have to play to your strengths and your advantages and understand who you are and what fuels you. All right. That's a good point. Um, no, not everybody can have the big chest and, and your body actually will work better the way that, that it's supposed to be, you know, and some for others, it's, it's big legs or nice abs or a big chest and some, some it's not right. That's right. You just, you, you can't look at other people and go, Hey, that's what I want to look like. Uh, you know, uh, you got to look at yourself and go, 
um, what do I have? What are my, what are my advantages? What are my genetic gifts and play to those? Uh, you know, trust me, there's other people who want what you got. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that lesson can be carried all through life, right? That's right. Um, there's so much of ourselves that we can focus on. It's often easy to get caught up in all of that and this, but we never ever, uh, for the most part, look inside first. So um, genetics, though, that uh, shout out to genetics, because who knows, that's just a bit of a random draw. <laughs> Well, it, it is, but when we start talking about, you know, taking care of yourself, uh, what a lot of people don't understand when it comes to genetics is, is genetics doesn't play as big of a part as you think it does. You know, genetics will play into maybe 21 or 23% of your makeup, whereas what goes in your mouth is 48%. So, you know, if you live, if you live the life that your parents lived, that your grandparents lived, etc. Um, same process, you're not going to get a different result. So if your parents, you know, if you're genetically predisposed to certain things, and you live that same lifestyle that exasperates that predisposal, then that predisposition, then you, you know, you're, you're setting yourself up. Uh, but if you go out of your way to change the, the course, so instead of sitting at home and, and eating carbs all day and going, why did I get diabetes like my parents? You know, uh, you, you're going to, you're going to change, you can change that. You, you, you can manipulate that genetic factor. Yeah. When I was working out and, 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 you know, in the best time, I always found the eating was the most disciplined. It was, it all, it takes for me the most, uh, commitment whenever starting like a health routine or, or trying to do a certain, uh, uh, spurt of time where I'm, I'm focused on my fitness and with the food, it's the easiest I feel to cheat. That's the hardest to maintain. Well, it's always how you look at it. But, uh, you know, I always say if you can control what goes in your mouth, you can control any aspect of your life. Okay. Yeah, it can be hard, but you'd have to change your thinking. It's about changing thinking. And everybody goes, oh, it was so hard to stay away from the beer or the chips, etc. It was so easy to say yes. Well, it's just as easy to say no. You know, it's actually hard. What I, what I find is it's harder to say yes, because I say yes. And the next day I feel like crap. I got guilt on what it was that I ate. If I, if I say no, okay, I didn't have that, but you know what, the next day I feel much better. So it's actually, when you look at it, uh, it with a little time involved, it's easier to say no than it is to say yes. Yeah. Except especially when, like you mentioned, you, you know, the guilt that you feel you're, you're replaying that a thousand times rather than saying no, the one time, right. And feeling bad. That That's one right. Time. I mean, the habits are, habits are, you know, um, harder to set, but once they're in, they're in, you know, you're locked in. It's breaking the habit can be easy. Uh, and that's, that's where we get lost. Oh, Hey, I'll just take one day off from the gym, which turns into two, which turns into three, which turns into <laughs> yeah. four, right. you know, Every everything. That's right. Everything in life ha has to have some type of discipline to it. Everything. So it's, it's not just um, um, what goes in your mouth. It's your work. It's, it's your relationships, everything. Uh, they, we all, it all deserves uh, some form of discipline. Absolutely. It's a huge mindset thing, right? And that's important for the growth of any human being or when we're moving forward. Um, it's about kind of your higher self knowing what's better and then you having to try to catch up to that, right? So I'm that's right. Shout out for anyone trying. So when we think of like, you know, healthy eating, like you're talking a more holistic approach, a more natural approach, what does that involve? What type of foods are we looking at? Um, is it 
for each person it's probably customized i would assume is it based on local um uh species like plant species is it based on uh you know vitamins and nutrition tell us a little bit more well again um i think if eating comes down to a personalized aspect as well as well as your genetics go to um that being said you know there's there's always things that um some of us do better with than others. Some people can do a little bit better with carbs than other people. Some people do a lot better with a protein-based diet than others. Some do better with some uh, predominance of vegetables, uh, uh, et cetera. Um, but, uh, you know, I would love for everybody, uh, you, you know, you, you get all your microbes and, and bugs and et cetera from where you live. And it'd be great if everybody could eat a 100-mile diet. That would be amazing. Um, it's just not feasible so much in the world that we live in. And a lot of us live in a pretty cold place in the winter and, you know, we, we have to bring things in. So you have to watch what it is you eat. Um, there's also so much misinformation when it comes to uh, eating cleanly and eating well, uh, you know, and it's the perception of what people have when they, when they come to see me and they go, Oh, you know, I'm super healthy. I eat tons of fruit for breakfast. And I'm just like, yeah, you eat tons of fruit for breakfast. Hey, eh? <laughs> How's your insulin? Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, sugar, sugar, sugar. Uh, and I mean, and everything has a time and place, but you, you, we got to watch what we're doing to ourselves. Um, uh, you know, this world is loaded with glyphosate this, these days, you know, Oof. Roundup, Roundup is everywhere. I um, mean, I love, there, there's so many products out there that will say that they're organic. Okay. But what they don't tell you is once that, once that crop has been chopped down, okay, once it's done and it's dead, so to say, they can go and spray glyphosate all over it to dry it out and they don't have to report it as being non-organic anymore. Okay. Um, there's lots of things like I was just pointing this one out to a client the other day and they're like, Oh, Hey, I love the salad dressing. I'm like, they like, it has a no additives or preservatives. And I looked at it and I'm reading the label. I know what additives and preservatives are. So I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And then I looked it up and the company that was bottling the salad dressing wasn't the one who was making it. So they didn't put any additives or preservatives in it. They just put it in the bottle. Okay. <laughs> so there's so much misinformation and misdirection to this stuff. Uh, you really have to do your homework. You know, um, eggs are, are another one that always gets me all the time. Organic eggs, organic eggs. Well, if they inject the embryo in the egg before it's hatched, it can still be called an organic chicken. Okay. Um, you have to do your homework. You really got to be diligent about doing your own homework. That's something that we like are 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 and one of our initiatives to stand up because it's like you're saying you know you have to do this homework to see what's healthy what's not it's like why do we have to be so educated to um, live a healthy st lifestyle you know easily and and accessibly um, what you're saying in regards to the food and and how we access um, just kind of that mindset. Of, of growth for for the oh sorry i'm having a bit of a brain fart here yeah i but, think uh, i think it's like you know when i was young i used to think i used to think that adults like work together for the betterment of the species right of the human species and you know as i'm growing older it's it was a hard realization that that's actually not how the world works and these companies just try to go around any way they that they can just to cut costs and make extra money and that comes at expense of people's health right well that i mean and th this comes down to governing bodies right like uh, who who's getting the money 
Yeah. Um, follow, follow the money, follow the money. You, you <laughs> and me, you and me couldn't grow a crop in our backyard and sell it. Can't even open a lemonade stand these days while the tax man's showing up. But, uh, um, you know, big companies can sit there and completely blindside you, lie to you, put whatever they want into their wording and, they, you know, it's not they can put whatever they want, but th- there's a lot of trickery to it. Oh, and yeah. there's, there's, a, there's a lot of corners to, to cut. So, um, yeah, I would love to say, and it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be this way. It, you, you're right. You should be able to go to the store and it should be like, this is an orange that I just picked off the tree uh, from the healthiest soil. But there's something else we don't <laughs> do. You know, we don't rotate crops anymore. So, yeah, vitamins, supplements, I think are a big deal today, too. You know, we don't rotate crops. Uh, there's next to no iodine left in the soil. That's why we have such a cancer problem in the world. Um, you know, it's there, there's there, there's a lot to it that isn't in your face and they don't like to talk about. It, and I'm sure it's buried um, uh, purposefully by uh, Big Brother, so to say, just to just to keep it out of our fingers. Yeah, I'd, I'd also like to just say that, you know, how you were saying about the smoothies in the morning and people thinking that, you know, smoothies are healthy for breakfast with all this sugar, all these different fruits. Like, yeah, so for anybody listening, you heard it from the man. It, that's not healthy. That's not the way to go about <laughs> breakfast. It's, it's not the way I like to start a day. And, you know, and generally speaking, most of us work, um, even though we're we're there's a lot of personalization to things. Most of us work in, in a lot of the same way. And one of those things is when you go to bed at night and you go to sleep, you are a fat burning machine. You burn most of the calories you burn while you're sleeping. Okay. You're accessing fat like crazy. Um, you're fasting, you're accessing fat. Okay. And when you wake up in the morning, you're the same way. The second you stick carbs or sugar in your mouth, you stop accessing that and you start storing again. So, you know, the best thing you can do is have healthy fats, proteins. Uh, like these are the, these are the things you don't know how many clients I get who, who think they're eating extremely healthy and then they're eating shakes and they're eating cereal and they're eating oatmeal in the morning. Yeah. Um, and I tell them, I'm like, Hey, and their, their goal. And I hate to, when people say, Hey, I want to lose weight to get healthy, get healthy to lose weight. Okay. But generally speaking, a lot of them will lose weight when I tell them, hey, why don't you try eating bacon and eggs for breakfast? Okay, now I'm not talking about bacon out of the corner store here that's wrapped in doused in uh, sulfates and liquid smoke and all these carcinogens. Okay, I'm talking about you got it right from your butcher. You're cooking this uh, bacon up and you're and you got your free range eggs. Uh, I got people who will lose 18, 20 pounds in two months by eating bacon and eggs for breakfast over their fruit smoothie. Okay. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. And, uh, that's what I was going to say earlier was back to that misinformation, uh, like shopping at the stores and stuff, uh, even with the eggs. Uh, what do you find for the color? Like, does that make a difference in the eggs? It, uh, often I know, like, I assume that the orange is a better um makeup but who really knows so is there is there again generally speaking i go i drive out into the country and i go and buy eggs off farmers who got chickens running around in a field okay chickens eat worms and grubs and bugs and then they're 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 omnivores and they will eat you know some seeds and etc but they would much rather eat a carnivore diet themselves um, they're much more healthy 
it's not a pound and a half chicken you're getting. You're getting like a six, eight pound chicken when you get this stuff. It's, you know, unfortunately, again, you have to resource for yourself in this world. Um, but this, this is also, I think, part of the problem with the world these days is everybody's blaming somebody else for their problems and not taking it upon themselves to solve them. So, um, yeah, it's a little you, more you, tedious to have to go around and get all these things individu uh, individually. And I think that's probably what kind of deters a lot of people because although you know it's better, like you said, you have to go to the farm. Well, some people don't live very close and then who wants to drive half an hour to get eggs? Well, um, you know, again, the human species is inherently lazy. Okay, <laughs> we're inherently lazy and we'll find the easy way out if we can. But I mean, if you a, a lot of communities you go to, especially when you go to Europe, um, they will go out and get all their fresh goods every single day, every single day for their meals. Okay. Um, that's a big deal. Uh, we want to go to the store one time every three weeks or a month and hope that everything stays fresh. It yeah. doesn't make, doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Uh, that's one thing I loved about, uh, I went to Germany recently, right before COVID and every morning the bakeries just loaded with like, Oh, just delicious oh and i'll never forget it it's something that i always just like crave is all those break bakeries and the food and it seems to be held to a much higher standard over in europe um in terms of like whole foods and you don't see much processed meats or processed food in general over there it seems to be much more regulated with people in mind yeah, well, I, I, again, you know, it's so fu funny you say processed foods. I was just sitting here having a conversation with somebody today, and um, I found it funny. We, and we were talking about the same thing, whole foods, et cetera. Um, you know, if, if it doesn't have a label on it, you can probably eat it. That's what I say. If it's got a label on it, don't stick it in your mouth. Uh, I don't go and buy a cow and go, where's the list of ingredients, you know, or I don't buy an orange and look for a list of ingredients. Um but in North America here, for some reason, processed food is out of control. And then we sit here and we tell people, oh, hey, you need to get away from whole meats and all that, you know, cow and, and your beef and your pork and your chicken, et cetera, and, and have, uh, get onto a plant-based diet, et cetera. And all the plant-based stuff they're selling is processed. Again, processed. Like uh, these Beyond Meat Burgers have 14 patents <laughs> in a Beyond Meat Burger. Like, yeah. are you guys kidding me? <laughs> I'm not going to stick that. I'm not going to stick that in my mouth. Oh, no, I, I think I remember reading, but it was uh, just a gray below dog food, I think, like on the scale with these rated at. It's quite like, oh, surprise. Like yeah. no one was expecting that, right? <laughs> no, I wouldn't I wouldn't give it to my dog. Yeah. Try to tell that to a vegan, though. Yeah. Uh, sorry to the vegans. Yeah. Um, anyways, uh, so yeah, you're saying like all your clients is very individual, individualistic for their, you know, their personal care, but, uh, you know, what type of foods or vitamins would be for general health? So like things that you could tell to almost anybody to say, Hey, this will actually make you healthier in general. Uh, well, I mean, you know. First and foremost, I think everybody has to watch their intake of iodine. You know, um, the, the, the cancer um, epidemic has gone up as uh, depletions of iodine in the soil have gone down. It's very rare. I do a 24-hour, I say very rare, I've seen it three times in seven years, I believe, um, that I do a 24-hour iodine test on somebody uh, and they actually have full stores um, remember, you go for surgery, they paint mercurochrome on you beforehand. Iodine kills all the viruses and bacteria coming into your body, etc. Um, you should be 90% or more 
uh, um, iodine saturated. And most people I see are probably below the 70, 60% mark. Um, hence 70% of the 70% of women in North America are hypothyroid, regardless of whether you think you are or not. Um, we attribute one symptom to hypothyroidism and it's fat and there's hundreds of symptoms to hypothyroidism. Um, it's just, it's one of those things. It's one of those medications I could actually kill you with if I gave it to you. So, uh, they don't like to follow it on people because it's, oh, Hey, if you're between this horrid range of your TSH, uh, you're either a size four or a size 14 shoe, you fit in there. <laughs> we'll keep you there. You're, you're good. You're optimal. We're fine. So, so in general, people are getting too much iodine. Is that what you're saying? Too little, too, too little. little. There's, there's none left. Okay. Is that from just the farming practices, like the culture, a lot just of constant re reusing the soil, not replacing no, uh, you know, just chemicals on chemicals. Uh... You got it. I mean, there's a lot to it. Iodine comes from a volcanic eruption and ash. It comes from uh, floods of seawater, etc. Okay, there's there's a lot of iodine in the oceans. Why eating, you know, um, um, nari, kelp, that kind of stuff is actually really good for you. Um, you know, the instances of of cancer. I believe it, I can't remember how old the study is. It's about fifteen or twenty years old. But um, they used to use iodine as a leavening agent in bread in North America. And back then, the instances of cancer were um, fewer and far between than they are now. It was something like one in 40 or something women. Uh, and now it's something like one in six because we use bromine instead, which is a thyroid inhibitor. Uh, you know, in, in Japan, uh, women, generally speaking, Japanese women get about um, 100 milligrams of iodine a day in their diet for what they eat, etc. And their instances of those same cancers are one in 200. So... Um, it's a big deal and we don't understand, you know, um, HPV virus probably wouldn't happen if your iodine stores were full. Okay. But instead we're going to give you a vaccination instead. Like here we got COVID have a vaccination. <laughs> don't eat better. Don't make yourself healthy. Yeah. Just go yeah. get a vaccine. Absolutely. It's like right? exercise diet. None of that. Just throw uh, no, a mask you on, got get a vaccine and shut up. <laughs> you got it. I mean, and there's, there's a lot of things out there that we need, you know, we need vitamin C. We're one of the only species on earth that doesn't make vitamin C. It was one of the last uh, genetic traits that we dropped was our ability to make vitamin C, you know, us fruit bats, orangutans, some other little um, arachnopod or little bugs and etc. cetera. Um, but we don't make vitamin C. So we need to intake it. Now, generally speaking, your dog makes about 10 milligrams of vitamin C a day. How many grams of vitamin C do you have a day? <laughs> you know, the recommended dose, I think, the, the daily recommended allowance is like two, 250 uh, milligrams. And I'm just told Super you a dog low. makes 10 grams a day. And yeah. what's this supplement they use to kind of uh, process? Is it like citric acid uh, for the vitamin C uh, substitute? Asorbic acid. Asorbic, yeah. Yeah. Um, but most, the, a lot of fruits are quite high in, in vitamin C and, and whatnot. Uh, li literally, you would have to sit there eating fruit all day long, you know, which obviously we, at some point we did. That's why we dropped our ability. We had, but we were probably living by the equator in a fruit zone, eating fruits all day long. Okay. And remember back then too, I, just at the, at the turn of the, the American uh, Civil War, 
the life expectancy on earth was 23 years old. Okay. Uh, at the turn of our, at the turn of the century, it was 41 at the turn of the 20th century. It was 41. Now we're at like 76 or 80 or something. Um, the, the life expectancy has gone up exponentially, but back when we dropped this trait, we were to make vitamin C, we were probably only living 15 or 20 years because we got ate by something else. Yeah. With our okay. life expectancy kind of growing, and it seems that we're uh, uh, introducing more processed foods, more chemicals into our bodies on the daily. What would you think it's attributed to the extension and kind of longevity for humans? I mean, because I wouldn't say we're eating better. Uh, I would say that's kind of on the decline. Uh, obviously, we have good living conditions for the most part in uh, these more lucky countries. But what what might you attribute that to? Uh, I would definitely I would say um, shelter, water, which is getting probably on the downgrade as well here, uh, since we have some some in the world who seem to think water is a privilege, not a right. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, I Medicare medical attention, being able to get medical attention and, and drugs, um, that's probably really pushed uh, life expectancy. Antibiotics for sure, right? Uh, well, antibiotics, yes, but also to an extent, you know, an extent, uh, yes. taking an antibiotic one time is not a bad thing. Taking an antibiotic six times, you're not yeah. doing yourself any, any uh, good deeds there. Of course, yeah. When we were talking about the iodine in the so uh, the soil, were you like so obviously the kind of system we have in agriculture, the you know just plant, sow, seed, grow, uh, re repeat, is uh, it, it doesn't seem that sustainable. Um, uh, well, I, our our farming practices, the way we go right now, aren't sustainable. You know, in my in my humble opinion. I, I seem to, I would think that if you really, if you were really into making this a better place and into making this better, everybody's house would have a living garden on the roof. Everybody would be forced to grow something in their community to share. Um, everybody would have, every fifth house would have beehives, you know, there, there'd be all this kind of stuff. Um, but again, we're inherently lazy uh, and, we're, and we're inherently selfish. Yeah, you know, that's for sure. Uh, and people think that they can just pay to get what they need without paying physically. They'll pay, you know, monetarily. And um, you would do yourself a great justice to get out into the garden, breathe in some terpenes, ground out on the earth uh, uh, and, you know, um, grow yourself some some nice fruits and vegetables that you can pass around to your community and eat yourself. I feel uh, more in North America, our culture is more that towards like when you get out to, I know, India, the, the, the culture is more to work together and to share. And, and it seems like from culture to culture, it seems to vary, which is kind of not what you would expect for a trait, uh, like being selfish or whatever. But you find out here and maybe it's just because of how well off we are that things mean more and uh, who knows what that actual process is behind it um but yeah it's definitely something that kind of struck me as odd when i when i noticed that like when i caught attention to how different cultures uh, especially like ours seems to be the worst in working together sharing for the betterment of 
you know, the, the, the group or your, or your, whatever you want to call your tribe. Right. Yeah. I, I, I think it's, it's the immaturity of North America. I think North America was a place we dropped into to, for excesses best to get away from the people who didn't want to live that way anymore. They wanted to, I want a ton of land. I want the biggest house around. I don't want to share with anybody. I want to make a ton of money. Um, you know, that's, that's the North American way. Uh, and as we're starting to see and see quicker and quicker is that it is a global community and it is a small world. Uh, we cannot afford to live like this anymore. Well right. said. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to ask you again about the iodine. So like what you said, uh, seaweed is good. Uh, Another, another big place to get iodine is uh, from dairy, but I don't suggest anybody drink dairy. You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm a big proponent against uh, drinking. We're the only species on earth that not only um, keeps drinking milk after we've been weaned off it, but we drink another species milk. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Milk is growth formula for that species. Yeah. Okay. It takes a hundred pound cow and grows it into an 800 pound cow in a year and a half. <laughs> Those don't sound like the proteins that should be in my body. Okay. And the casein protein out of cow's dairy is extremely detrimental to gut uh, and, and, and uh, to the human immune system. So um, all this dairy drink, blah, blah, blah. It's, yeah, it's a great place to get iodine and, oh, hey, we fortified it with vitamin D. Great. Uh, what they don't tell you is, is the detriment that dairy's doing to you. Is there any type of like supplement or protein uh, powders that you do think are okay or no? Um, are you talking to, to induce iodine? Is that, no, is that what like you're looking just, for? Uh, protein for muscle, like uh, oh sure, pea protein. I mean, there's, 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 there's lots of good stuff out there. Again, you got to do your due diligence and read what you're after. You know, I if I'm going to go for a whey protein, I'll go for a hydrolyzed uh, whey, um, you know, pre-digested, etc. But it's also about looking where it came from. There's lots of them out there that are completely made out of hair and fingernails, like it's insane. Um, <laughs> and and people don't oh, know this. <laughs> I didn't know that either. <laughs> You know, I, I, I generally try to get my protein again in whole foods. Yeah. I will, you know, I'll eat and I, I'm not a massive red meat eater. It doesn't always agree with me. Okay. And then these are things that people need to understand. Um, you know, there are some things like eat right for your blood type, which is again, a generalization. Um, I, you know, I know some people who are O blood types who look at a steak and get jacked. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I am not one of, I'm a, I'm an A blood type and I tip there's a, I do do well with, with red meat, but I can't do it every day. If I was to eat white fish and salad every day, I, I just get completely shredded doing that. It's, that's just the way my genetics are. Um, but again, that's, that's some pretty big discipline to eat white fish and fresh vegetables all day long, man. Oh, yeah. I actually uh, remember me. reading that uh, like the protein powder kind of the pump up a protein is a bit of a myth where you know on a on a well balanced diet you're getting more than enough of protein required to fuel any kind of growth for the most part unless you're doing some more you know moderate to extreme workouts. 
I, w- I will give you one protein that I think is amazing, and it's it's a product called MAPS, Master Amino Protein. Um, and they're, they're a company out of the States. Um, and whereas an egg has something like 48% bioavailability, these are like 98% bioavailable protein. And I've never used a protein product as good as these. Um, you can take five pills before you work out, five pills after you work out. I tried this... Uh, four or five years ago at one point when I first discovered them and I didn't change anything in my eating. I didn't change anything. My workout, I did the same three or four workouts a week for 45 minutes that I always do. Didn't change anything. And in 21 days, I put on eight pounds of lean mass. That's crazy. And I have a hard (laughs) time putting on lean mass. Just adding in that yeah. protein, adding in that. And so those ones work extremely well. Now, I've never found any that work that well. Um, for me, the, the only, uh, again, I generally get out of my diet. And probably the only thing I add in is like uh, collagen protein. You got a coupon code for that or? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't. I, I, I don't uh, pump up too, too many products. I don't get kickbacks from too many products. So that's just not the way I work. If it's the best product out there and they don't want to give me a kickback, I, I will still recommend people to go there. Right um, there's, a, there's a company in the States called Life Extension. They make amazing because they make everything under the sun. They make amazing products. Um, I get no kickback from them. But I will tell everybody if you if you can get your hands on them, get your hands on them. Awesome, yeah. So I just wanted to ask you, like, you know, back to supplements. Like, what should the average, say, man take every day for supplementation? Um, again, uh, you know, the, the, their B vitamins are a huge deal. They're stress vitamins. Um, if your urine isn't looking fluorescent, you're not topped up on on your B vitamins, right. you, you burn them all up. If, if your, if your urine's clear, you, you're, you're out of B vitamins. And if you're getting into that, into that brownish sort of molasses looking urine, then you're dehydrated, man. Right. So, you know, B vitamins are water soluble, pump them up, take them. Uh, you'll just pee them out. You'll pee it you make a little bit of expensive pee, but at least you know, you're topped up. It's a big deal. Yeah. Uh, B vitamins are a huge deal and, and the right B vitamins too, you know, the more we do, uh, work with genetics, which I work with a lot because there's so many single nucleotide polymorphisms these days they are called SNPs, um, where people can't methylate vitamins properly. They can't methylate a lot of the things that come in their body. B12 happens to be one of the biggest ones. So rather than taking cyanocobalamin, take methylcobalamin, you just get past the methylation. Folic acid's another big one. Uh, we were giving women, you know, women always take folic acid when they're pregnant to avoid spina bifida uh, in babies. Yet some of these women are still having spina bifida babies. And they're like, well, I don't understand what's going on. It's because they can't methylate the folic acid. So you give a methylated folic acid and you avoid the problem. Um, so there, I mean, there's a lot of stuff out there like that, too. You just don't know until you check your genetics out to find out what's going on. If you have a high homocysteine, you're probably not methylating properly. If you have a low homocysteine, you're definitely not methylating properly but i mean these aren't things that our regular medical system tells us even though people would love for it to happen they're like oh your doctor should tell you everything i'm like well we're a socialist medicare system man. 38 dollars <laughs> your 38 dollars a month is great if you break a leg or if you need a checkup for fluff tests i call them fluff <laughs> tests 
because they give you this generalization and say, oh, hey, you know, you're in that range. You're excellent. Well, that range is a thousand people your age with a problem with that test. Nobody goes into a doctor and goes, I feel the best I've ever felt in my life. Do my test and tell me where they are so I can keep them here for life. Right. We only go there when there's a problem. Then we're doing problematic testing. So, you know, what, what's the right range? Absolutely. One of the things I loved about what you're trying to do is you're hitting at the why. And the more preventative of uh, stopping these things in their tracks before you have to deal with any of that. Um, what, like when you're thinking what causes these issues where they come from a lot of the ailments and health issues that we're facing these days are attributed to you know not just supplementing uh, your your vitamins and nutrition but obviously diet exercise it all plays a factor um amongst the food do you find like obviously you said there's so much misinformation with the organic with the natural who knows um, even right back to the very root of the system in the agriculture being not the best suited to provide us with nutrition, where does one seek alternatives? Like, um, um, is there a lot of indigenous plants that people can kind of look into and consume? Is there uh, certain things they should be growing? Is there um, more foods that are beneficial than others when it comes to trying to produce it yourself trying to grow at your at your home or in your area uh, well of course there is you know and i'm i'm gonna have proponents who will tell me you know uh uh because i'm gonna say there's lots of things that we can't do at home not all of us can go outside and 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 grow or um nurse a cow for <laughs> until we need to slaughter or, or a pig or chickens and etc and you know, a lot of, I, there are a lot of people in the world today who will say, well, you don't need that. Well, I'm sorry, you do. Uh, you need proteins. You need meat proteins. I've done it all. Uh, I, am a, I am a nutritionist before I am anything else. And when I was sick, younger in my life, um, my big thing was I was eliminating food from my diet. And I went vegan for three years. And I know how to combine proteins. And I know how to do it all. It was the sickest I ever got. It was... Uh, the the least amount of cognition I've ever had in my life. As soon as I introduced protein back into my life, my life got a hundred times better. Okay. Um, we are first and foremost, yes, we're omnivores. I get it. Okay. You can go on. Uh, but um, most of our, uh, our intestinal tract or colon is slated to digest protein, meat proteins, not vegetables. Okay, like over 70%, 71% or something. So um, immediately that tells me just genetically looking at it, what we're supposed to be eating. Um, now, as far as what what you can do around your house and what you can grow and et cetera, I mean, these are all things that are very individualized and, and um, some people live in apartments, some people, you know, live in a house, some people don't have a yard, some people live in their car. So um it this is this is more of a of um you do your best but what i always try to tell people is the more whole foods you can eat the better you're gonna do okay but when you're talking like whole food um i'm just trying to think of some examples i was in a class today like we were doing uh, like local species of plants and and certain benefits of health that they have 
Um, like dandelions, for example, almost everyone has dandelions, right? Uh, would you consider that a whole food? I mean, it is, is from the top to the bottom and it's nutritious. It's, it's bountiful in vitamins and, 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 and it's really good for you, uh, overall. So that, that's what, like, I'm thinking, like, uh, looking into your local, what grows around you? What, what can you feed off that's around you? Like, uh, the indigenous kind of, uh, species, a plant species to your area, um, foraging. Like I know a lot of plants just aside from being nutritious also bring benefits of like health. So, of course. And I mean, and there's lots of stuff out there. I mean, we, we happen to live in a quite a diverse place, but again, we also live in a place where there's winter. So it, it makes it a little tough for us. It makes it a little tougher to forage. Um, you know, uh, I, I live by a lake, as you can see. Okay, so I can wheel outside and I can go fishing. Uh, I can walk up into the bush and grab myself berries as, and different berries as the summer goes on. Cherries all the way to, to uh, um, um, huckleberries at the end of the summer. You know, like uh, salmon berries. I'll, I'll, I'll go off. But uh, again, these... If you're telling me that you, you don't have enough time to go buy eggs, at, good eggs at a store, who's going to walk up in, behind their house and, <laughs> and pick 17 salmon berries? Yeah. Okay. So th <laughs> this is, it, the problem unlies the person itself. Uh, uh, and it's just how um, dedicated you are to, to your um, health and, 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 to, and to what goes in your mouth. I think a lot of it's in our upbringing too, though, right? Because it's oh, of like, course. we don't, I mean, unless you're blessed and, it, and it's becoming rarer and rarer as time goes on because obviously property value goes up and you don't see too many kids raised in the bush these days. But I mean, we don't really grow up taught to look after our health and, and watch what goes into our body. I mean, they give you the basic spiel of the four categories of dairy, meat, milk, and vegetables, yada, yada. Uh, but they don't really tell you the importance of providing like a whole balanced nutrition for your body and, and why you're kind of looking for these things, the long-term benefits. It's more or less just buy the shit that's in front of you. It's uh, the flashing lights and the sugar, sugar rush, right? Yeah, well, I, and in my opinion, I think the way our education system is set up is by design. And what we, the two biggest crimes I find in our education system is that we don't teach our children health or finance. Yeah. Okay. They get out of school. We tell them to go into more school and go to university. Well, you don't have to go to university. All Everything you can do, you can do online for a tenth of the price. Okay. This is a different world we live in today. So you're going to go to university. You're going to get yourself indebted beyond all rapport. You can't get out of that debt. What do you do? Oh, I feel super bad. I eat crappy food. Then I get sick and now I don't have money to take care of my health either. Right. So um, it's the I think it's the two biggest crimes that we don't teach children in school properly. If we taught kids when they came to school, hey, no, you can't have a bag of chips when you come to school. That can't be your lunch. You know, uh, it has to be a whole food lunch. It has to be a healthy lunch. Maybe the school provides it. Maybe it's maybe the school shows the kids how to grow their own food. Um, shows them how to balance a checkbook. You know how many people I, I go to the freaking Starbucks and the girl can't even make change. Okay. It's actually quite sad what they have at uh, the lunchrooms for the schools, like especially the young uh, elementary schools. It's all just frozen crap, microwave food. 
It is out of a vending machine, or here you go. Yeah, here, take this over to the microwave and kill it some more, and then try eating it. <laughs> Deep fried yeah. pizza from the vending machine, right? Like, and it's all wrapped. Yeah, I, I just I find it insane. I find it insane. You know, I went like I like I was just saying. I went to Starbucks the other day, and and my my bill was uh, three fifty. So um, <laughs> I gave six fifty looking for the toonie back and no that's not what the that's not what the machine says i i need different change i'm just looking going is this for real right now my uncanny camera how <laughs> it's addition man it's addition what are we not teaching anymore well you can walk in with your computer and just calculate itself no let's teach people yeah. to think we're taking thinking out of people's hands and common sense absolutely i think and, and who knows like that uh, it's it's the critical thinking and, and the questioning of just basic um a lot of this system we're thrown into right and i think for a lot of people though you don't really see it so it's hard to kind of educate yourself until you kind of become aware of these uh, uh res resistance put around us right well and part of the problem too is and thank god most of my clientele is 35 plus okay but um um you can't speak the truth anymore because you hurt somebody's feelings. You know, when I was a kid, I was told, tell the truth. Now I tell the truth and people lose their minds. You can't say that to me. Whoa. Well, what did I say? Uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, but if you're, if you're a man and you're over 20% body fat, if you're a woman and you're over 28% body fat, we call that a cancer jacket. Okay. I, I'm not telling, I'm not sitting here telling you you're a pig and that you're obese and that you're, you know, et cetera. I'll, all I'm doing is making a point, letting you know, this is a cancer jacket. You need to do something about it. You're going to pay later in life. Yeah. And you know, you know, the fat, fat is that... metabolically inactive, man. Like you, this is not a good thing. And, and, and telling people that they're beautiful when they're 300 pounds and they're five feet tall does not work either. You're not doing anybody a justice here. Yeah. Okay. Well, you're yeah, not the fact, the fact that you're you know you're out there standing up and telling the truth you know there's there's a big community of people that that are doing that too and you know we are we are part of that community and we don't want to uh push anything that's that's untrue and you know being obese is not healthy and yeah like you said you you will pay for it later yeah i i you know i don't I never pick people's problems apart and, and make fun of them. All I'm doing is pointing out when they come to see me, I'm just pointing out what's going on, what may happen down the road. Uh, if you keep living life this way, this could happen. You know, I'm not saying that it will, but it could. Just be prepared. Yeah, yeah. You're always just doing your best to explain what you know, right? To share your knowledge of what you've spent so much time investing your t t self into learning, right? Well, and, and, you know, it's one of those things you were hitting on earlier. Where does somebody go to get information? I'll tell you what, more than half of my job is research, man. I sit down every single night around 8 o'clock, and sometimes I'll sit up to 2, 3 in the morning just researching new things, new studies, reading constantly. You know, I'm, what was right today isn't right tomorrow. Uh, you know, and, I'm, and unfortunately, our medical system doesn't work that way. Uh, you know, we still have this one in two men die of their first heart attack. Okay. That stat's been the same for 65 years. What are we doing? Yeah. It's the That's... same stat for 65 years. What are we doing? We're not improving it. Why aren't we improving that stat? Yeah. That's really you know, flip important. A coin. Which one's you? That's really important that you said that, you know, like that's not how our medical system works, right? These, 
a lot of these doctors that you're going to go see if you're going to a clinic, they're not staying up till 2.30 in the morning doing research every night. They have learned their, you know, whatever they were supposed to for their degree and they're a medical doctor now and they're writing you prescriptions and they're going home and that's it. They don't care and they don't know. Uh, it's And it's I won't always say that it, they don't care because there are a lot that care, but it's what's in their toolbox these days. Right. Um, again, there it's an overwhelmed system. This is where you know this is my big problem with COVID. Uh, it's not. I don't believe it's COVID that's the problem. I believe it's we have a bucket that is full, and now you just put COVID on the top of it of this overflowing bucket, and it's just the next thing that's big. Okay, that bucket, like I said, hasn't changed for heart disease for sixty-five years. Diabetes shouldn't even be a problem. Type 2 diabetes should not be a problem. I can reverse type 2 diabetes 95% of the time with diet. Yes. I do it all the time. Yes. Okay. This, this is a dietary thing that we're not telling people how to get rid of. Okay. Uh, you know, what else do you want to throw in there? Let's keep going. You know, and so this bucket's overflowing. It was already at maximum capacity. And now this, you know, and what's, what's after COVID? If it's one little thing hits, like let's say next year there's a bad flu suddenly. We're in some serious trouble, man. Well, one thing I found funny with the COVID and is, uh, you know, they got him on TV congratulating everyone for stopping the flu. And it's it's like, I mean, anyways, I think we both know, but it's just like with this <laughs> topic of, um, you know, society where we're just getting all so, uh, it's like you said, you can't hurt people's feelings. You can't get sick. You can't, they, they have a pill. Uh, they have a procedure for everything. It's there's constantly new ailments coming out. You can't keep up. I can't imagine like um, it's funny. I went to the doctor a couple years ago, and the, the the doctor had whipped out their phone to figure out what prescription. It's like an app they have, right? And it's just like I couldn't imagine being a doctor having to memorize all these symptoms with all these different possible medicines you could take. You got, you know, at any given time, you probably got 600 medicines. But what I find absurd is all these medicines, like a lot of their key ingredients come from plants. They come from, uh, you know, nature. I, I'm a firm believer that nature has presented us with all we need to heal. Um, uh, everything we need is here on earth how we access it and treat it and, and, and proceed with it is up to us but they deny any benefit of a plant like there's no they never back the medicine saying that hey yes eating this plant will help you of this ailment but the main ingredient of that plant in our pill yes that'll take it right away right so I feel well, the, the, the there's a reason for that and the reason for that is is the governing body such as in the states the fda okay like i make pills for i i make uh, formulas for a company called the system uh in the u.s and one of the big hurdles always is is what you can and can't say what claims you can and can't make well i know i can't even say anymore that vitamin c is an antioxidant okay you can't even say that anymore and the reason being is that there's um, wh when you do things, just for example, um, when you go into the, to the pharmacy, um, and you go to grab a shampoo and I love this women always go, I love this shampoo better than this one than this one. 98% of those shampoos are exactly the same. Yeah. Okay. And the reason being is because there's only a certain amount of companies, very few of them that have the money to put them through A and B trials, which is like 6 million bucks each trial. And so in order to get the claims of something, they have to go through these trials and then you have to use that ingredient in that exact amount 
to be able to claim it or you're going to get fined or shut down by the FDA. Okay. So I can't say anything about any naturally occurring products because it doesn't make anybody any money now. But if I take that product, for example, um, I have an ingredient in our new um, complete comm system called saffron side, which is a type of saffron a more bioavailable saffron that's had a bunch of studies to it. So now I can make claims that saffron does what I already know it does. But because we paid to be able to make claims, now we can make the claims. Money talks. Absurd. That's it, yeah, man. It's, I, Money and we've, talks. We found that with um, certifications as well. It's basically give us a thousand to ten thousand dollars, and you throw a seal on, and you don't really even have to show us anything. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> wow, that's uh, not what I was expecting. Like, I'm expecting they got to send it in there. They'll test it. No, just send us a picture of it and ten grand, and you can pop our seal on there. It's like, yep. okay, so I mean, how do you know that I even uh, am backing any of these claims? I don't. So it's just, it's completely absurd. And it's kind of just, uh, that's the epitome of capitalism at its best in terms of uh, how we're constantly seeking um, to make money out of something, right? Like there's always, if you want something done, you got to scratch somebody else's back, scratch my back, I'll scratch yours because nothing in this world is free. And that's the mentality that has a, overcome, unfortunately, these certifications and these uh, badges that we somehow look up to and we're made to feel that, uh, you know, somewhat a better product because of it. But uh, no, it's not. No, and, and, and that's, you know, it's exactly what it comes down to. There's so, I mean, the, again, um, if I can't tell you that this supplement does this, 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 and this without paying this inordinate amount to be able to tell you for your own information, you know, uh, who, who's responsible for you misusing that product? Who's responsible for you not using that product that could have helped your health? And now you went to your doctor to look for the magic bullet, you know, um, it's a messed up world and, and this capitalist world, especially in North America, everybody wants something for, for nothing and everybody wants to charge you through the teeth, no matter whether you have money or not. The sicker you are, the more money I'm going to get out of you. Yeah, I just wanted to go back to how you said you could cure like 95% of diabetes, right? And most like most people, they, they don't know that obviously and they go into the doctor, they're getting insulin and really what they should be doing is just fasting right and and uh perhaps they should be getting rid of carbs they should be getting rid of sugar um you know my my dad just an example my dad was a type 2 diabetic horrible type 2 diabetic he was about to start taking insulin he was had really bad circulation in his feet as where he's going to lose his feet um moved him into my place completely changed his diet he lost 65 pounds uh (laughs) and diabetes gone Fasting insulin is almost as low as mine when his were up over 300 daily. You know, it's just, um, and I'm, I'm, I'm talking type two diabetes. I'm not talking type one, you know, we're, we're talking yeah. different things, but you know, age related type two diabetes. Uh, most of the time that's just, uh, a, a, uh, it's not a predisposition. It's, it's what you're putting in your mouth. Yeah. So what you're putting in your mouth and what you're not doing to keep your body going, you know, hmm. eat better, get up and move let's go yeah yeah so that just brings me to uh like for fasting do you do daily fast weekly monthly uh quarterly uh i i do so i do um intermittent fasting almost every day 
Um, that's just how I work. I just feel the best doing that. Um, I tend to eat uh, one big meal a day. I might have a snack somewhere too, but I'll eat one big meal a day that's kind of a late lunch, early supper, you know, a two to four in the afternoon sort of thing. Then I have time to burn it off. Um, uh, I generally don't eat anything three hours before bed. Um, I will do usually once a month, I'll do a two or three day fast. Um, there's a lot of science out there that shows that a three day fast will uh, kill most cancer cells in your body. Yeah. Um, I will do a 10 day fast once or twice a year. Um, nice. And I, I, and everybody, you know, is always shocked at that. I'm not, I don't get hungry. I still go out and I do everything. I play soccer, I water ski, I do whatever. Um, I don't lose energy doing it. <laughs> it's, uh, there's a massive misconception where, we're we're, we're uh, mammals that were meant to fast. We chased something down, we killed it. It was a big feed. And then we foraged for fruit and vegetables when we couldn't find that. Okay, we didn't eat fruits and vegetables as our main course. Yeah. Uh, and at, when I'm at 8% body fat and I can fast for 10 days, trust me, most of the population can go a day without eating. I, people <laughs> are like, I'm so hungry, I'm going to pass out. I'm like, you're not hungry, you're hyperglycemic. You yeah. need blood sugar because you're jacked up on carbs, man. Yeah. <laughs> I think for a lot of people, it's like the first time they, you know, maybe approach fasting as well. It's it's a little harder because uh, your body still has a lot of that bad bacteria in it and then the digestion and stuff. So your cravings are a lot harsher. So I think that kind of deters a lot of people, but it does get better. And, it does. And it, after of that, course. It's, it gets a lot better. Uh, of course it does. And it's one of those things that's hard to do too. And again, remember... Yeah, I'm, I'm saying when you're sleeping, you're a fat burning machine. And a lot of the, you know, everybody in the morning, I love this one in the morning. They're like, oh, I was so hot. I was getting hangry. I just needed a break. No, you weren't getting hangry. You were get. you needed your carb hit. You need your sugar spike is what you need. Because whenever I talk to those people, I'll say, so what, what, what did you eat? And generally it's a carb. Uh, and they're like, oh, I felt better within like five minutes. Well, I'm sorry. Food doesn't process that fast. You just spike the vein. That's mm -hmm. all you did was spike the vein, man. You gave the, you, you took the craving away from your head, uh, from your mind. And you know, when this, this thing where people go, Oh, but you know, I'm, I'm getting gut rot because yeah. I'm so hungry, <laughs> etc. Or well, people, they, they, you, they eat what, what, right away. Oh, sorry. But like when people eat right away and they, you know, they have something and then five minutes after they eat, they're like, Oh, that must've been bad. I got to go to the washroom. It's like, there's no way you could have digested that <laughs> that fast. Right. Like, that's right. But, it, you know, that this thing where people go, oh, I'm getting, you know, oh, my stuff, I'm getting an upset stomach because uh, I'm so hungry or I, I got a really bad headache. Well, what you're doing is you're actually accessing your fat. And what does your body do? It hides all your toxins. It tries to, the toxins it pulls out with your kidneys, et cetera. It hides it in your fat. Okay. In your subcutaneous fat. And then you start accessing that fat or your brown fat. And when you start accessing that fat, it's getting, those toxins are getting dumped into your gut. They're making you not feel very good. So the second you eat that carb and you stop accessing, that stops happening. And oh, suddenly I feel better or I don't have the toxins running through my brain now, you know. And once you get out of that habit of eating that crap, you won't be pulling that stuff out of your fat anymore. You won't feel like that. Right? Brown fat's actually the good fat, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, and again, everything in moderation. <laughs> yeah, you, you don't. Yeah. 
you know well, one thing i found really cool and i've been uh actually it's funny you brought it up because i've been talking about this i think i brought it up a couple of episodes ago and i've been researching a bit but like uh diets based on blood type there uh, certain blood types uh can sometimes require different diets to nutrition like to be optimal in your where you're feeling and, and how you're doing in your health and your wellness that it can vary from blood type and that is something really cool do you have uh like do you do you consider that true uh again it's a generalization of course everybody's individual but it, it can be a good place to start and go you know especially if you're if you're somebody who suffers you know from uh being bloated from irritable bowel things like this um you know uh it's it, it's the the first thing I always say to everybody is is get off of wheat grains cereals etc. Especially here in North America, you know uh, original ancient grains yet again, which still are what are we saying eight thousand years old or something like that. And I just told you the last time our genome changed when we dropped our ability to make vitamin C like fifty thousand years ago or something. So even ancient grains, you know, with eight chromosomes, eight proteins are are still foreign to our body. And then you go to Europe now that has no GMO. Well, they say it's no GMO, but it's still like 22, 28 chromosomes. But then in North America, we're like 56 to 64 chromosomes in that stuff. And one of them, one of them is gluten, okay? So gluten-free is junk food for celiacs, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, it, there's other things that if they take the gluten, well, they're filling it with galactins or something else. You know, there's, the next thing is going to be, there's going to be another whatever free will be the next one to make you feel better. Um, you want to feel better? Don't eat grains. You know, they're inflammatory. They do a lot of, they do a lot of nasty stuff to us. You don't need, um, grains in your diet, but, uh, um, I'm personally a sucker for carbs. I like myself a fresh bun, <laughs> but, uh, with the glyphosate, it is, uh, it's really in everything here in North America. I mean, they, they've tested it, uh, the beer, anything with wheat. And so it's like, that one's a hard for me, uh, for me to overcome. And it's like, sometimes I can convince myself when it's like fresh baked that I might be avoiding it, but then I'm like, oh yeah, no. So it's like, it's well, kind of yeah, scary. I- like you said, the cereals, the, the, everything that we are consuming almost right now, like beer, it's, it's, it's sad. It's really sad. Well, you know, I'm, no matter what you do, life still has to be enjoyable. So I always say the 80-20 rule, you know, and for most people that will equate to one bad day a week. OK, um, for me, my, you know, my carbs, they come in beer. I love beer, man. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to lie to anybody. And I don't I don't make it a secret. I don't go out and drink 15 beers every night of the week, though. You know, I, I, I save it and I have one or two here or there and. Um, and I really enjoy them. So, uh, it's, it's about moderation. It's about knowing what it is you're putting in your mouth and also working at getting it out. And, you know, there's a massive misconception between, uh, um, exercise and, um, um, just movement. Uh, and, and we, we, everybody thinks that going out and, and doing, going for a run, so to say, I'm going to go out for a jog. That's activity. That's not really exercise. Exercise is resistance. Okay. Exercise is resistance and breaking down and building. Um, yes, it, it's good activity. Go for a jog. That's good. Great grand, but you're never going to build muscle going for a jog. 
Okay. That's why marathon runners look decimated and like they're homeless. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I also wanted to ask you, um, about like sauna use, uh, ice bath, cryotherapy. Um, what's your take? Cryo. I love cryotherapy, man. I, you know, um, I was very sick in my late twenties, early thirties. And the only way I could get my mitochondria spiked in the morning was to have ice cold showers every morning to get out of my house. Beautiful. Uh, cry I still, to this day, do cryotherapy. It's, uh, it's an amazing way to get yourself moving, to get your mitochondria fired up in the morning. A lot of people have a hard time with it, but if you get used to it, it's a, you know, forget a cup of coffee, man. Mm -hmm. Have a cold shower. Have a cold shower. Mind over matter, right? It's, uh... You got it. And even going back to what you say, it's that con it's not as that conscious effort is being made towards, you know, trying to better yourself or how you're living your lifestyle or what you're contributing to your own well-being. I mean, that's, it's a step forward, right? Um, one thing I found really cool, and I've seen this on your page, was the forest bathing. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, you know, they've been doing that in Japan for a very long time. And I, you know, I'm a massive proponent of grounding. Grounding is a huge deal. Uh, a lot of people don't understand <laughs> And we're walking around in insulated shoes all day long. There's a reason why our bare feet were supposed to be on the earth. Um, you know, you need negatively charged electrons. Where, wherever there's uh, disease or pain in your body is a lack of electron flow. Um, and you need negatively charged electrons. I mean, if you ever get static cling, if you ever feel like you're really static, you take your shoes off and go walk on the lawn for five minutes. I guarantee it's dissipated and gone. Okay. Um, it's a big deal. We soak up negatively charged electrons from the earth and it's a big deal. Now forest bathing, and I do this one all the time. I walk through the forest here on my way out to the lake and I walk along the water. The water's edge is always where you get the most negatively charged electrons. It's no coincidence that everybody says, oh, I felt better. I was on vacation at the beach. Uh, it's not because you were on vacation at the beach. It's because you were soaking up negatively charged electrons all day, man. Um, and and there, there's this and vitamin d sure you got it uh, and walking forest bathing you you inhale all these terpenes um that are then there's so many of them that are so uh um good for your health and 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 are um cathartic for your health uh, it's it's amazing uh just go anytime you know especially the spring when you're walking through the forest uh, and, uh, yeah. everybody wa loves walking through there and they're like oh i love the smells etc <laughs> yeah no you, you're it's the terpenes you're taking in you're getting healthier just doing it absolutely and it's like i love that they have the science for the physical uh healing side but there's always that mental side too i feel of the connection with the forest you're always just i mean it's hard to be mad in a forest of course <laughs> right like and so it's funny how we have like you know as human beings we've always had these kind of go-to comfort things and the science is slowly starting to prove that i feel like the science is never going to be able to prove the what we can't see and and they're just going to have to accept that although they're getting close in some uh, of the quantum stuff that's a whole different ball game but uh i i truly believe uh there's a lot of healing to be done in the forest um not not just for the the trees and the plants but just the energy it always carries a certain energy uh, connection that that provides comfort and healing and, and and how you feel in your mind is also a big contributor to how you're doing physically uh so like with the COVID, especially you got a lot of fear uh, a lot of anger 
a lot of people turning on each other. It's a lot of a negative, negative emotions. And, and every time you turn on the TV or, or talk to someone, it, it instantly becomes tension. And, and it's that tension that you feel. It's real thick stuff. And it's very, my eyes, negative. But with that, the, there comes a certain kind of polarization, I guess, from uh, um, how, how we're going to continue moving forward. I, I personally haven't watched the news in almost 20 years, you know, uh, yeah. and, and, and there's a reason um, if I want to know the news, I'll pull it up on my computer and I'll pick and choose what it is that I want to read. Um, it's all negative from start to almost finish. And they give you a little lighthearted story at the end that some old lady won the lottery and she shared it with her best friend. Like, woo, that's the greatest of human nature there. Uh, so no, I, I tend to not watch the news. Yeah, what most people need to need to realize is that the news is a for-profit thing, and yeah, it's basically just fear porn at this point. That's, That's it, and and it's it's owned by generally the, all the same people. You know, this this tiny percent of people that are getting their own um, um, points across it and lining their own pockets, not. Not, not for the greater good. Unfortunately, good. these are the same people pushing the agenda of cheap chemicals in our food, and uh, you know the same people that want this to pass. The uh, got it. And it's just it's, and when you really look at who's putting the money into you know the the narrative and who's pushing these bills through legislation, it becomes just so clear that everything we're fed is this big massive pile of shit, man. It's a big brainwash, right? Like, and. Uh, there's hardly anything we see that is uh like you said the, the, they just have a little kind of wholehearted light touch at the end uh just to kind of give you a little bit of a glimmer of hope but then you're like oh no fuck the world sucks everyone's gonna <laughs> die anyways like fuck you know that's a mentality and a lot of people yeah. adopt like oh i'm gonna die anyways or or like and you think about like a lot of the quality of life i mean obviously we up here and or, or i shouldn't even say up here because it's not a country thing but uh depending on where you're sitting i mean it, it doesn't get better for people that don't have as much of you know security in their in their income and and that they're kind of forced into a toxic lifestyle because i i was speaking to gary about this uh, earlier but it's like the the you can't really get away from the toxic lifestyle if you don't have enough money to because all the cheap food is is the crap right and that's and then, then they get caught in the medical system and they can't pay that and it's just a sad state of affairs where we have a good chunk of people that live this life right well if you know just an example you yeah, you've got four kids, uh, your wife got laid off and you just got laid off and you're barely making the rent or your mortgage, etc. Um, well, McDonald's just can feed my whole family for 20 bucks or I can go out and try and buy X, Y, Z and it's going to cost me $60 a day. You know, um, I find it um, sad uh, and I also find it a little criminal that um, good food, uh, nutritious food is um, an access for money. And I don't think it should be that way. I think uh, the better the food, the, the cheaper the cost. Um, I actually think shitty food should cost more because you're costing more on the medical system. Fuck, it if you should be illegal. Out, <laughs> if, you want, if you want to go out and punish yourself 
and then have me pay your bill, then the food's going to cost you more. Yeah, it really should. And that's the same goes for like cigarettes, cigarettes in Australia. They're really expensive, right? Because they're trying to make, you know, make this uh, turn the tables a little bit on that. I think that makes a lot of sense. Of course. Yeah. Um, I think we run into the problem, though, is that, I mean, a lot of our... It, it, it goes again to us in the system because a lot of our wants are so based around exotic uh, foods so we don't really have a not like a, an indigenous culture of of eating where we eat what, what's native to our land right and we're not trained to eat like that we're trained to eat you know pineapples and grapes flown in from france so uh, i think that kind of adds to it as well we have this uh, big shock when you know if it's like if we were to ever shift to a sustainable system it'd be like people were like where's my avocados right well the, the the problem unlies is that we buy food from other countries you know and this is just an example i'm not against it i'm not for it i'm just saying um we see all the um protests for uh farmers in india well that that's good great and grand but i'm not going to support farmers in india i will support Anybody who's a farmer in Canada, whether you're Indian, Asian, uh, uh, Mexican, it doesn't matter. But a farmer in Canada, because I believe that we need to support our own farmers here, not farmers somewhere else. Part of the problem is, is we're bringing in pro- produce from somewhere else that costs 10 cents when a, you know, an orange from somewhere else costs 10 cents and it costs a dollar here. Um, well, the, that puts our, our own economy out of business. People aren't yeah. going to buy the stuff here. They're going to buy it from somewhere else where by the time it gets here, I mean, what's, what, what is it? 9,000 kilometers to table for a banana. I'm sorry. I used to live where there were bananas. I could go pick them from a tree. And by the end of the day, they turn brown. How did they get here? Yeah. And they're green. Yeah. Okay. They're the most hot, they're the most highly split, sprayed product on the planet. You want to put that in your mouth now? And the thing I uh, find with, I'll oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh yeah. No, just... it's okay. Go ahead. No, I'm good. (laughs) Okay. Um, Yeah. So I just wanted to also ask, or I was going to ask, I guess we could technically grow uh, tropical fruits in a greenhouse, right? Locally. We could, but I think, I think the more important thing would be to grow what you can grow and what's going to what's going to service your people what's going to service the people around you and again um you know uh it's not that i don't support farmers in other places good great they need to farm i need to support farmers locally i need to support my community right uh it's my community that's getting killed right now and if you know if we had a grocery store that was the 100 kilometer grocery grocery store what, what would that look like? Would everybody go there because they know it's their own stuff? It's from their own people. I, I bet so. you it would sell. I bet you it would sell very well. Oh yeah. I bet you it would sell very well. And I think like what goes to uh, <clears throat> what we're saying with the food, like uh, producing like locally. Um, I think there's like a bit of an issue for for having people like if we're gonna think about how we can build like like you say the hundred kilometer grocery store. Well, what does that look like? And and it's like well we have a lot of markets now and and obviously we have farm markets and stuff like that and they do well and and you're saying like oh, these these foods are treated so much, but what does it look like if we're gonna create? 
um, you know, say a city where we wanted to implement these changes or a community, what, what does that look like in an ideal system? Obviously, you know, you have your food and, and, and what you're contributing, but how, like, how, how do you think you can make something like that happen in today's, you know, civilization? Well, this is probably one of the toughest things I have. I couldn't tell you how we could make that work because it wouldn't necessarily be profitable. Right. Right. It wouldn't necessarily be profitable. And that's, that's where um, a lot of people get hung up on. Well, where's the profit in one? Where's the profit in this? How about this? How about if you had a healthy, um, a healthy community, uh, which instead of having, you know, 7% or 10% um, people in sickness, you had 1% or less than 1% because they ate well, they exercised. Uh, they're not living their last 10 years in sickness. Uh, they're, they're, you know, um, they're working and being valuable uh, um, commodities to the community for their whole lives. So, you know, to the day they die, they're still working. Yeah. Um, what does that look like? What does that society look like? I think that's going to be the profitable society. You know, forget about making money on food and on Medicare. Uh, it, let let that should all be accessible. Medicare, um, housing, uh, etc. That should all be accessible and free for everybody. And then here herein lies your job. Okay. Well, here we go. Now we're you know what are the services that we're providing now? What are the industries that we're providing now that actually make money? Uh, you have a huge pool to pull from for for um, employees and for workers for those for those projects. Uh, whereas you know now you're like, well, this is the best of the best. Yeah, seven seven or seventy percent of our employees are overweight and miss half the year because they they have you know uh, medical issues. Yeah. If you talk about Canada, I mean, I don't think we have much from a pool to pull from because we seem to sell everything. <laughs> if you go to that uh, that farm statement that you said about how you'd support um, local, like I feel like it's kind of the testament to the mentality. Like right now, Canada has pretty much sold all of our major natural resource, like companies to foreign buyers. We pretty much own nothing here. And then it made me think like to the farms and you think about the farms, like why don't we have a booming farming industry? And it's like, oh yeah, well that that's uh, corrupted too. Cause you got these guys that just build massive mansions on the farmhouses and throw gold in the backyard so they can get tax rebates, right? And get a get a house built for cheap. And and it's like, yep. well, that's what's happening. We're we're having all of our uh we're we're allowing this kind of behavior to continue to happen and, and nobody ever stops it out of the goodness of their heart. It's only when there's a revolt or a roar from the people which which hardly ever happens because life's just too comfortable nobody wants to get this taken away like do you want to obviously you know it's not right but at what point do you give up the comfort of your own home but and that's this is what i'm saying to you uh, you know um if it again if you if you live life easy you're gonna die hard and i guarantee you <laughs> there's most of these corporate bigwigs aren't aren't having a nice easy death okay mm -hmm. you know uh make life uncomfortable, make it hard. There's something to be said in, in, in communities and countries that uh, don't know where their next meal's coming from. There's something to be said about having to live hard and, and living for the day. You know, we're, we are very lucky in, in 
the part of the world that we live in that we don't there isn't um uh upheaval in our communities there isn't civil war there isn't um generally speaking plagues running through us there's you know where we plan for the future hey let's put money away for 60 years not not many people in the world get to do that um and there should be a page taken out from that like why am i planning for 60 years down the road why can't i help out the person next door who can't even put food in their mouth today right yeah i think also like the a big thing that we could change with this whole system like right now it's it's incentivized to pay you know to pay the pharmaceutical industry when people get sick it's incentivized to make shitty food make cheap things so people do get sick if 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 it was incentivized the other way whereas the hospital would have to pay for sick people and the the idea is to keep people healthy and they made money based on the amount of like healthy people i think that would change things right incentives <laughs> of course it, it might it, you know it might it might be that you go into your doctor and he goes you got diabetes he goes okay well your bill's going to be two thousand dollars this year rather than 200 because we have to look after you more exactly you know, yeah. that might that might slap some people in the head and go oh well maybe i should eat better i think that should something like that should have to happen right <laughs> incentives that's the only thing that changes but the thing but, is, is like when people don't have money, they don't care about these incentives because they got nothing to lose. That's of right. Course, but if you take that's it to right the go government level, right? Yeah. Uh -huh. Government, <laughs> right? Make the government pay and then things will change. <laughs> Absolutely. Man, this has been a great shot. Um, so yeah, we usually like to share some good news uh, before we kind of end the show off. I think we've we've shared a lot of information. I'm very appreciative for you sharing uh, your your perception and, and your outlook on everything. So thanks for that. But uh, if you have any good news, uh, something good you've seen, something good you happened to you, we'd love to hear it because uh, it's a good 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 world podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, what's good these days? Yeah. Uh, there's always something good, my friend. There always is. Of course, there's, there's always something good. One smile's uh, worth it. Of course. Um, you know, uh, for me, um, and as, as much as... Um, for me, the biggest thing that I'm seeing lately is is people starting to band together to tr to find to force the governments for more information. I think that's what COVID's done here. Um, regardless of what you believe, whether you believe it's a big deal or not, or or how you think it affects you or doesn't, um, the the massive amount of misinformation given by the government or lack of information um, has really started to get under people's skin and people are starting to band together to demand answers from the government. Yeah. Um, and that's something, especially in Canada, we just don't do. Uh, mm -hmm. We tend to sit back and go, Oh, well, they're going to do this too bad. <laughs> See eh? what happens too bad. I so, <laughs> um, th this is, this is for me, this is a big deal because uh, again, this brings us together in, in our global community, and, and, and as Canadians, it brings us all together. And the, in, on the globe, it brings us all together even more. Um, where are these answers? Where are the answers that we really need, rather than just telling us what to do? You know, we're done with that. We heard that. We get it. Nothing seems to be changing one way or the other. What's going on? Give us some real answers. 
and people are starting to band together looking for those answers. Absolutely. And that's, that's the only thing you get from the government is when everybody stands up. And, you know, this is something I always say about North America that I miss. You go to Europe and you will want, you know, let's say they decided to take away the extra lunch break in the afternoon. OK, you will see everybody. You'll see 300,000 people walk down the streets of Paris going, no, we don't believe that should happen. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we, just, we just don't do that here. We yeah, don't do true. that here. So um, the, the fact that we're starting to demand answers it, to me is a big deal. Yeah, that is that's a huge deal. Um, just wanted to uh, give your company a shout out too, if you want to. What's the page? Sure. Uh, I've. So uh, on my own, I, I run a company called Functional U. You can find this at functionalu.ca. Um, I also have a partnership with uh, my partner, Jill Schmelke, um, and we do nourishmefunctionalu.com. Uh, and I also build products and supplements for a company called Assystem, assystem.com uh, in the U.S., um, we started as building products just for men and we branched out now we're, we're making them for everybody. And I, I, I believe, uh, that we formulate some of the best pro supplements in the world. Absolutely. And I, I love what you're doing, man. It's all, uh, from good pure intent coming from a nice place to really betterment of, you know, just overall wellness. So shout out for you for that. Um, back to what you're saying about Canada. Uh, I couldn't agree more. It's, it's beautiful how everyone is, like you said, banding together, standing up, speaking, uh, making their voices heard. I think uh, we're far from, you know, revolting and, and making anything happen, but we're talking about it and that's that's great and that's definitely good news. So thanks for sharing that. Yeah, thank you. You got it. Um, yeah, you got anything left to say, Gary? Yeah, any questions? No. No, that's 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 pretty much it. Um, thanks so much for for joining us. Um, hopefully, we'll have you on again sometime in the future. Fantastic. Thanks, Gary and Garrett. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Fantastic time. We really appreciate it, man. And uh, you keep doing you and, and and killing it out there. And we'll we'll chat again soon. So for you everyone else that's listening. Uh, that's the end of our show. We really hope you enjoyed it. I think that's episode seven. And uh, we're out. Take care, everyone. Thanks.